0: Brett Pilkington back from the WHL Cup. First of all, Brett, how are you doing? Long week? Was it uh, was it fun? Uh, just uh, fill us in on the last week.
1: Well, the last week, uh, well, first, thanks for having me today. But, uh, yeah, the last week, it's been enjoyable and uh, uh, learned a lot uh, o- over the seven days there from uh, our coaching staff, the other coaching staffs, um, the process, um, visiting with the, the Red Deer Rebels coaching staff and... Uh, uh, you know, watching some of their pregame skates with their skilled guys and what they're what they're working on day in and day out to get their guys prepared for what you would think would be the NHL for in years to come. And so it, it was quite inter- interesting. Uh, you know, I I had some of those details prior to, and it was a checkbox for me that, I, you know, that's what I'm teaching the kids here at Notre Dame. But uh, at the same time, learned some new uh New areas of improvement, and uh, I hope to roll it out here at Notre Dame, not just with uh, the junior team, but with throughout the campus.
0: So you were uh, on the staff for Team Saskatchewan U16, for those that uh, <laughs> are unaware, and uh, your role, I guess, was sort of video coach, assistant coach. What was what were the kind of things you were doing on day-to-day?
1: Yeah, so for, for myself there, uh, you know, I was involved in the practices. We got there Monday. We had two practices, Monday, one Tuesday, Uh uh and then uh, got right into five and five starting wednesday there and had a pregame skate thursday so i was on the ice in practice uh you know helping out with uh different areas of our game that we were trying to get through to the players in a short ter- time and then um during our games i was up in the press box uh coding video and uh, relaying messages down to the bench uh, as the game was going on and uh when we weren't playing i was watching the other teams play and getting some pre-scout and uh just see what they had to bring
0: so kind of an eye in the sky as well and, and another voice I, that's awesome uh you know i guess uh, on the ice maybe it didn't go exactly as you guys would have hoped uh you know throughout the round robin i suppose uh, a couple of, or three losses and then you guys find a way to win that third place game there against manitoba how uh i guess how nice was it to at least uh, as a team leave the thing on a win yeah
1: for sure well you know we, we played good in the round robin there uh uh the second well, the first night we we got shellacked uh you know by team bc who won the tournament but uh yeah. the second day there when we were playing team alberta you you know you, you got to remember we were up 4 uh, nothing halfway through that game and uh you know they got one they got two and the, the it was it was changing quick and uh you know uh we we uh we uh, just turned off the faucet as they went there and then you know they just put five straight by us and that was that but uh you know the third game there too back and forth game with manitoba we didn't have our best legs that night and uh you know uh could have could have gone either way the whole the whole game and we were just on the wrong side there so um that short term competition too it's about building blocks each day and mm-hmm. uh you know um as everyone makes the medal round you you know you, you got to take those three exhibition games and and learn from them and 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 grow as a group and you know the the idea is to show up in the semifinal no matter what place you did and uh you know unfortunately for us we uh, picked bc to play again yeah. and uh what a group that group was uh just fast up and down transition game was phenomenal and uh you know a lot of good kids that uh, I, I believe you'll see in the whl here very soon
0: who were who were a couple of the of the standouts that you saw maybe maybe if you had to pick two or three from the from the whole event i know a big question put you on the spot but maybe it were two or three guys specifically that really impressed you
1: yeah for, for me i uh you know you, you look at the guys um that separate themselves and one guy for me with on team b c was uh jordan gavin uh you mm-hmm. know he his his hockey IQ and uh, his release on his shot is, is up there. Some of the best I've seen and uh, that I've worked with. And then uh, um, a defenseman out of Alberta, McGinnis, he plays at uh, Yale Academy there. And uh, th- this kid, he just goes up and down the ice, however you want it. So... Mm. Uh, Pretty exciting to see, and I think you'll see you know a couple of those guys get off the board quite early, uh, you know, here in December on the, in the draft. But you never know. Each team's looking for what they need to better themselves in the near future, so we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I guess I, I, it's interesting. I think you know the there's the shift has been happening for a while. People think about the provincial programs and the teams, you know, the Saskatchewan, the Sask U18 AAA league, and, and, you know, there were some good standout players, especially, I think, from the contacts. I think there were all sorts of Saskatoon contacts or Blazers, I think, Blazers on, on Team Saskatchewan. Um, whereas, you know, you talk about you know, a lot of the BC guys. I feel like they were a lot of prep school kids. Did you feel like is is there any difference that you're that you're seeing in development and in players in just a broad stroke between guys who play in provincial systems versus preps, or or is it impossible to generalize?
1: It, it, it's pretty tough to generalize right. because on on the given year it will switch or whatever. But uh, you know, I, at this tournament there, Nuj, uh, the things the the things that separate the players there mm-hmm. the most are the the compete level um the willingness to compete on pucks whether they have them or they don't have them uh one of the best things the bc team did is when they didn't have the puck and the other team was going the other way how bad they wanted their forwards would back check to mm-hmm. get the puck back and just that urgency to not play defense and get the puck back and compete that hard was f- like out of this world to see and mm-hmm. uh you know and, and you see that in the nhl you know it's a 200 foot game and all five guys are going both ways it's not just hey, i i'm an offensive guy i'm only going that way they're coming back demand and demanding the puck coming that way as quick as they're going the other way so uh it was it was intriguing to see that uh there was a team of 15 year olds that had that presence mm. um at such a young age because it usually takes a while to develop and uh you know to have it at 15 obviously you separate yourself yeah. from the pile
0: yeah absolutely and Obviously, the, the results were, were certainly there for Team BC, and there's always so much talent coming out of like, you know, the lower mainland of Vancouver, and uh, they're doing a very, very nice job marketing the prep programs there in BC too so uh, you know it's all it's all kind of coming together and working well and obviously the poster boy Connor Bedard uh, you know fr- coming out of there as well so um, and lots of lots of good players obviously around the Western Hockey League and in even Saskatchewan League BCHL too so it's pretty interesting uh, I do I gotta ask you so feel free to answer this however you want um, but obviously you know you go through your life as the GM of the the Hounds Junior A and your eyes are open you know you're making relationships too what, what was it kind of like from uh, the perspective of also somebody who's you know also trying to you know obviously i know your job right there was to to do your best to, to help team saskatchewan win that was number number one but i'm sure there was an element of you know i gotta sort of keep this guy's name down what what was that kind of like too for you yeah for, for wearing me, two hats
1: yeah for for me wearing two hats there it was quite interesting uh, you know when you're when you're the eye in the sky you see the game from a different element than when you're behind the bench so um I took full advantage of that and watched these kids across Western Canada. And, you know, you kind of place them in two stocks. Uh, for, for myself, those yeah, right. ones that are going to be, you know, top three, four rounds in the WHL and then the kids that are going to be below that that might one day fall into the SJHL. And, um, you know, that's that was part of what I was doing. Uh, uh, a lot of that happened after the fact, obviously not during our games or when I'm yeah, watching other course, teams, yeah, but yeah. at night when I was uh, reflected on the day, and what I'd watch in the two games, uh, just trying to figure out what what kids are which, and when you get five five games in a row, you you, you can lay you can get a lay of the land pretty quick there. So um, yeah. they, it was beneficial in both aspects, uh, you know, helping that team Saskatchewan in the present, and then uh, also looking at it from a hundred feet where you know where, where this could look like you know come draft for ourselves in the SJ and uh, moving down the road as seventeen and eighteen year old kids.
0: Yeah, I think anybody would anybody would uh would uh, i don't know what the right term is call you a liar i guess if you didn't think about it in those terms as well i think anybody from this league if they were doing the same thing as you were they would be thinking along those same lines too so uh you you just got to take it you know take advantage of whatever situation you're where you're in whether it's a summer tournament or you know just wh- wherever you are so i think that totally makes sense uh you know you know sort of back to the present here with the the hounds junior a this team is Uh, you know one seven seven of nine do you feel like there's a sense that um, you know this team has uh, is working on flipping the narrative of sort of the league's afterthought I think there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't want to say that there's uh, around the league and whatever there's a certain perception about the Hounds Junior A that it's not a good team and it's not a good program and whatever do you feel like sort of the streak is doing some good work to, to try to flip that
1: well, you know, when you when you look at that um this group we got in that dressing room and, and myself and Mitch uh we're we're not looking at it as a streak, we're looking at it an individual day and when one day's over, we're we're turning mm-hmm. the page and uh each day for us is a building block. So, we got to keep building them up and uh we hope we peak at, at the right time and in, in uh at the start of the playoffs there and and that's what our eyes are set on. Set on. Uh, we want to be a playoff team and we got to do the right things between now and then to get there and you know as there's a lot of great teams in this league this year and it's a very competitive league so um that's why we're taking it day in and day out and uh you know uh i do i think that uh you know we we need to get better definitely hundred percent we gotta get a lot better uh we gotta quit cutting corners and uh when it gets tough and uh we gotta we gotta be uh uh, just continue to grill those blocks d- on top of each other
0: yeah you talk about that process you know heading towards the, the playoffs obviously that's still far down in the distance too obviously and all you can kind of do is is uh, I guess take it uh, take it day by day but uh, you know people always kind of talk about you know, you need 10, 15, 20 games. I don't know what the the magic number is to, to kind of know what you are. Do do you feel like you're having a little bit of a better sense of what this group is now versus, you know, at the start of the year, or is it still, still way too early for that to, to know for sure for you?
1: Uh, for myself, I, I think I understand the group we have. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had challenges, we're going to have more challenges, but, uh, I do think that uh you know our leadership group is pushing them the right direction and and at the end of the day you know it's it, it falls on their uh on on their shoulders the leadership group because they're around the group more than uh, Mitch and myself are so um we we they got to be an extension of Mitch and I so when we're not around that the they're going up and not down so mm-hmm. um and, and I like the group we got in place there and uh you know, we we might add it. We might add some guys to it at, in time, and and that's what we're trying to sort out now. And but uh, where we sit right now, I, I think we're going in the right direction because of our leadership group.
0: Yeah, leadership group and a leadership group. You look at you know Kevin Anderson, two thousand three birth year, Jared Sitch, two thousand three birth year, Blake Rasmussen, two thousand two birth year. But you know because of the Cover Deer again, all all kind of rookies. You look up and down this lineup, and it's still by a a, a measure the the young, youngest team in this league is there a way in which you know you approach this team because of its youth or is that not even an equation to you
1: uh for, for me i approach it as if we had all 20 year olds yeah. um they want to be these guys want to be junior players and uh once you make it here it, mm-hmm. the age doesn't really matter because you're playing against the oldest anyways mm-hmm. so um and and those three guys they've uh they've had the benefit of being through notre dame's high school and they understand culture and and habits and accountability and uh you know, and, and, and that's a big part of this league and a big part of hockey is which team buys in, which team's got the accountability and, and the willingness to compete night in
0: and night out. Cause it's a long season. Yeah. Obviously we could, you know, go through the team and talk about every player. We don't have the time for that. People at home don't have the time for that, but, but three guys that I really wanted to to bring up, um, specifically are, are, are a line that, uh, put, was put together a couple, uh, I think a couple of games ago, but, uh, um, but, uh, Fass and Proby and Vanden Heuvel, uh, seem like they've, um, you know, from, from, from my perspective, kind of done what you're asking them to do in a lot of ways and be who they're, you know, you're wanting them to do in a lot of ways. How impressed were you with those three as a, as a tree of the last couple of games?
1: Yeah. Just, uh, watching them online there away. It's, uh, you know, you're looking for those guys to be, um, uh, momentum changers and, uh, or keep the momentum. And, uh, you know, every time they've been on the ice there, they've done exactly that. They played the right way, put pucks in the right areas and taken pucks to the net and then got pucks out at uh, at our blue line. And, and you can't ask for much more out of a, a trio like that. And, uh, you know, uh, they bring in different elements, all
0: three of them, but I think together they make a good pack. For sure. And then uh got to ask again, I feel like I ask a lot. And I feel like since you've been here, I've asked a lot about goaltending. And obviously we've... Both been really blessed to see some incredible goalies come through this uh, Junior A program, you know, since we've been around. But obviously between Austin Elliott, Riley Osland, uh, two just excellent goalies. I think you would agree with that assessment. How, how much do you feel like the team plays another inch or two or three taller with those guys in the net?
1: Yeah, for sure. That, that goes through the players' heads for sure. And, um, you know, I, I think the best part about uh, the whole combo in net there is, is we got a young kid there. And, and then we got an older guy that's been through the grind. Uh, for two, this will be. This is his third year of junior, and uh, you know I think he's helping out Austin a lot by showing him the right ways and showing him how it goes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know pushing him to be his best day in and day out, and and that's the focus of our all our group is to be our best day in and day out, and and when you look at those goalies, I think they're a great tandem, and uh, um, and the guys that are playing in front of them feel the confidence back there.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know to, to follow up your point about Osland really helping Elliot, I think. Austin is also the first person to say how much Riley helps him too in in all sorts of aspects of of being a, like a high level junior hockey player too. I think a guy like Austin could have come back here from the Western Hockey League and thought you know I've got it figured out. I'm this. I'm that. And that is doesn't seem like it's Austin at all. Like not even a little bit. So I got to give uh, give the guy a lot of credit for that. Um, Brett. Uh, Don't want to take too much of your time as uh, you prepare here for a game tonight. But thank you so much for your time. Good to have you back, and, uh, and we'll see you around.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.